0: Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to CSGCards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. And sponsored by Gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away visit GemRate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTMs, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season five, episode 24. I think we're halfway through the year, Drew.
2: Yeah, I think so. We're right about that point.
1: Right? It's June 17th. Have happy father's day to everyone you are listening to the nationally ranked sports part podcast hosted by me jeff baker talking to you from boston massachusetts and i'm joined by my friend and co-host from dallas Texas, drew pelto hey drew
2: hey good to be here as always
1: drew is of course the best youtube creator make sure you check out his video he has a new video up on uh, youtube it is under dfw graffer dfw graffer getting you're getting a lot of people watching it now huh
2: yeah decent amount decent amount this the past week's one was a really short one but uh, this upcoming one will definitely have a little bit more stuff in it so that'll be good
1: well drew covers all his ttms he opens his ttms and he cheats because he knows who's coming but <laughs> <laughs> i it's will pretty- say
2: this upcoming one though there was one that fooled me so that it does happen occasionally
1: oh good very good well drew is a great uh contributor on uh youtube as well as on twitter make sure you follow drew on twitter dfw graffer he is the man. Drew, get any autographs? Uh, autographs any uh, articles coming for for Sports Collectors Daily?
2: No, I need to crank out a few there. I've got. I was going to do one on the '72 high numbers, and then all the stuff with my job happened. So it's like, well, I kind of got to put that on the back burner to get caught up on everything there. But yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a good angle take on that. So uh, hopefully, we will have something soon, though.
1: Well, it's been kind of a quiet week, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone, a happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day weekend. Hopefully. You get a nice card or present for your your dad, and hopefully you get something for yourself as well. Your your family takes care of you. We also have the the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, which uh, I think it's a it's an afterthought, right, Drew?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of them winning it. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I'm glad they went over Florida. I did not want Florida to win, so I thought Florida was a pretend team and they they were lucky, uh, but they they went as far as they could.
2: Yeah, I mean, my big thing with Vegas, it's like, I mean, the NHL completely changed the rules of the expansion draft to benefit them. And I mean, it's, it's just that was ridiculous to me. I mean, they basically hand them a team right off the bat. And, you know, I mean, they end up in the cup finals their first year, six years in, they win a championship. It's like, come on, at least admit that you were given a team there to start off. But no, their fans will, of course, be like, nope, nope. One fair to square. Shut up. Well, you still Screw have to you guys. pick the
1: players, right? You still have to pick the right players.
2: When you're basically handed all a uh, surprisingly good amount of good players, it's not that hard
1: to pick. So. Well, they paid for it. They 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 got the cup. So congratulations, Vegas. Very very. I'm happy for Vegas. That, that, that's very cool. Um, I have been in terms of collecting not not much. Very quiet collecting week. I I as I said a couple last week, I started ordering a bunch of eBay stuff for the national, and th- that stuff's kind of been rolling in. I've been very busy uh, on the CTM, and we'll talk about that on returns um but uh, kind of a quiet week haven't bought anything and i haven't bought any cards in probably a month um yeah. uh looking you know trying to save up for the national i guess yeah
2: i get that for sure i've had mine's been decent I actually uh i'd mentioned before that i end up getting a small uh refund off i guess you could say a small uh, small award off of a uh class action lawsuit so i'm like all right let's Go ahead and buy some set needs there. So I was able to get, I think it was what? How many I gonna get? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've gotten eight cards that rolled in this week. I've got another three on the way. Got two trades on the way. And then uh some other stuff coming as well. Hopefully, I'm gonna have a big uh TTM here coming up. Well, sort of TTM is a it was through a player's charity, I'll say. I sent one off that uh, should be coming back coming uh, this week. I just saw that it just went in the mail there the other day, so. Hopefully, I have that to talk about next week. But yeah, I mean, I've uh, made a few uh, purchases there. Got uh, two 1972 tops needs. It was four from the uh, twenty one tops heritage and two from the tops heritage miners set in twenty one. So some good set stuff rolling in.
1: Did you ever get your goalie equipment?
2: No, but uh, I've been I've been still working on that. That never ending saga has continued now. So uh, I got a thing in the mail this week from the uh, what was this? It's the U.S. Postal Service International Research Group. I saw that. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I opened it up.
1: <laughs> I didn't even and, know there was such a thing. How's that?
2: Yeah, I didn't either. So it's this thing. It says, uh, Dear customer, an inquiry has been received from the sender in Czech Republic concerning the delivery of insured parcel with indemnity article number blah, 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 which was addressed to you. In order to respond to the originating office, we must know whether or not you received this item. Please complete the reply session below. Return this letter to us within seven days of receipt. And basically all it says is this item was received on this date. Or this item was not received and I have to sign it and date it and so I signed it dated it, emailed it back to them and uh, hopefully that's going to get me a refund here pretty soon on it so. Yeah, I still probably will not have any goalie equipment the way this is going so far but uh yeah I uh, hopefully though it'll end up getting a refund and I found a company in Finland that hopefully will will try them again and see if that helps.
1: All right. Good luck. Fingers crossed. Well, guys, we have a fun show for you this week. We have Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn is from the Baseball Project. Baseball Project is a super group, right, Drew? They're a super group, and they have um, they do all sorts of uh songs based on baseball and collecting and they've got a new cd out so we're going to talk to steve about the brand new cd that they're coming out on uh, june 30th and we're actually going to sample a couple of the new new songs drew so we'll we'll hear they have a, a grand salami song which is about uh, home run calls and they have a a, a song called journeyman which is a, about a, a you know a baseball guy that's a journeyman and it's a it's a really fun song so we're going to sample those and you'll you'll hear uh some new songs from the baseball project. We're gonna to talk to Steve Wynn and we're also gonna give away uh two new CDs. All right. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to a lot of baseball project this week, right? A lot of some new yeah. some music finally. We also have Les Wolf. Les Wolf is gonna do some of his appraisals. He's got, we got four or five things that we're gonna appraise, and also Les went to the Boxing Hall of Fame and he's gonna give us a, a review of the Boxing Hall of Fame. So that is coming awesome. up. Next week we will have Ray Schulte from the National and, and kind of talk about what's on store in store for the National. And we'll also have Les Wolf as well. So that will be next week. Uh this week, Steve Wynn from the baseball project, and we'll have Les doing appraisals. So we have a lot of stuff. We also have all our regular segments, right, Drew?
2: Yes, we do. Baker's Dozen, where we will cover all things from the uh from any of the hobby news from the previous week. As you mentioned, Steve Wynn of the Baseball Project will be interviewing him with Les Wolf doing appraisals right after that. Making the grade, where we will cover all things from the grading portion of the hobby. Stand for mm-hmm. approval. Jeff and I give our two thumbs up to just about anything from the previous week. You never know what's going to come out of our mouths on that section. <laughs> you got the Vern. <laughs> you got the, true, Vern so <laughs> yes. got the Vern rap minute. So true. Yes. You got the Vern rap minute. We're going to cover any deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics. Anybody you might consider TTMing, if they died in the past week, we will let you know about it. And of course, the main reason why we all are here, our TTM returns.
1: Well, Drew, I need a drum roll. Do, give a drum roll. Well, we hit 70,000 downloads for, nice. for all time uh, the other day. So I want to congratulate you. Good job, Drew. Thank you. So I want to thank all our listeners. We've got all sorts of new listeners in the past uh, year. And we appreciate you guys all. You guys have been with us since, since day one. We've been going five years now. And uh, we hit 70,000 downloads. And Drew, I think we are... Uh, we're 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 not too far away from 75. So we're gonna we're gonna, we'll probably hit that fairly quick. So thank you guys. We really appreciate um you guys listening. Thank you very much. We love to hear from our listeners, right, Drew? We Yes, love absolutely. Drew's cousins, Drew's aunts and uncles. We we love to hear from you guys. Send us emails. We if you want to be on the show, we're always looking for collectors for a collector's corner. So send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. That's the most powerful email in the hobby, guys, and make sure you use it. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you, guys. We were thank you, thank you for seventy thousand downloads, guys. We really appreciate it. All right, Drew. I think we got all our our uh, housekeeping in order,
0: right? I believe so. Time
1: for Baker's dozen.
0: Baker's dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com.
1: baker's dozen is the news summary what's been going on in the hobby a lot of stuff going on uh first a couple things we are giving away two baseball project cds i've got two hot off the presses they aren't even out yet guys they're not coming out till june 30th but i have two in my hands i'm going to give them away next week all you have to do is send me an email i need your name and your mailing address Put baseball project in the uh, uh in the subject line, right? Yep. Send it to me at TTMcast
2: at yahoo.com.
1: And we're gonna give two baseball project CDs away next week. Guys, these aren't even out yet. They're not even coming out until June 30th. So we got we got them when I say that hot off the presses, they're steaming hot off the presses. Yes. Make sure you the, the it's a there's a really great CD. And uh, I've got two to give away. So if you want to win a free baseball project CD. It's called The Grand Salami is the name of the CD. We're going to uh, sample a couple of the new songs. It's really, really a fun CD, and we'll give them away next week. All right, Drew? Sounds good. And speaking of giving away, we're going to give away a Chico Walker 5x7 signed uh, card, right? through A 5x7 card. It's uh, I got it at uh, Fenway Park a couple weeks ago. Chico Walker signed an extra one for me. I'm giving it away, and we'll let's announce our winner, Drew.
2: Yeah, our winner, as we have uh, drawn for this past week, is going to be William Lockwood of Illinois. So possibly a Cubs fan. And I mean, there's uh, Chico Walker, former Cub, along with the Red Sox. So perfect uh, addition for his collection. Congratulations to William Lockwood.
1: Congratulations, William. I'm going to drop that in the mail to you this week. And congratulations, guys. Again, we're giving away two Baseball Project CDs. All you have to do is send me your name and your mailing address. And make sure you put Baseball Project in the subject line and just send it to dtmcast at yahoo.com. And we will give that the CDs away next week. All right. Cool. Hey, uh, Drew, I don't know if you saw this. It's really interesting. Um, eBay is limiting breakers to uh, people that can't breaking on the eBay site to pre-approved accounts. I guess they've had some problems Mm -hmm. with, with wildcat breakers, right? Breakers is kind of the wild west of our hobby. Right. And uh, I I think they're, they're um, bringing in the reins, right?
2: Yeah, I think that's a smart move too, because I mean, I've never gotten involved in any breaks myself, but I've heard all kinds of both the good and the bad, the co- the positive comments and the criticisms of them. And so trying to put a little bit of regulation on, I think is definitely a good idea for the hobby. So uh, big thumbs up to eBay for that.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's breakers are uh, they're very, it's very exciting. And I know Drew, we were at the national last year and boy, the breaking pavilion was it was a lot of buzz going on right there was a lot of stuff going on and breakers is is great for the hobby but it's been kind of um unregulated right it's been just been kind of got kind of going willy-nilly and i think limiting it and putting uh, some uh, oversight on it doesn't hurt
2: absolutely and i mean going back to what you said about the national there i remember the first time that i saw the breakers pavilion at the national it was this little thing it was kind of tucked off to the corner in like 2014 or so. Meanwhile, last year in uh, Atlantic City there, I felt like it took up like a third of the floor. It has just grown massively for better or for worse.
1: Yep. And I, 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 I'm i pro breakers for the hobby, but I'm not like you. I haven't really taken any part in yeah. many breaks. I've, had a, I've done a couple, but nothing to write home about, you know, and right. uh, it's fun. It is fun, and it's a nice entryway for people. It's a nice, easy entryway for people that aren't familiar with the hobby get it to get involved. And it's nice to take a shot on some of these high end things, right? I mean, you are mm-hmm. not spending 15000 dollars on on a box of cards, but to spend hundred dollars to get a shot at one of the one of the good cards uh, doesn't hurt. It just it's just yeah. been kind of going willy nilly, and and I I applaud eBay for um, limiting it to making sure that that. These are pre-approved accounts. Are um, at least they're they're um, they're they're honest, right? That's what we're looking right. for: on, honesty and, and uh, above board. So, hey Drew, we have some national. We, t- we just talking the national. We have some n- more nationals too. we national signers to Let people know about.
2: Yeah, we're what six weeks away. Less than that, but uh, still adding some names into the uh, national list. There, Bob Dandridge has just been added on as a signer this year along with Bob McAdoo and Brandon Marshall as well. I believe that's probably Brandon Marshall, the former Bears linebacker, I guess, rather than yep. the uh, former wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and the, I think um, Marshall and Mark McAdoo, I think it's they're both their first time at the National. That sounds so, right. Yeah,
2: yeah. I know uh, McAdoo has not done a ton of uh, show appearances, at least not at Nationals at all. And yeah, Marshall, that's definitely his first one.
1: So very good. And I've met Bob uh, Dandridge before and he's a, he's a, a good sign. He's a good sign through the mail and he's a, he's a great guy in person. So if you get a chance to meet Bob Dandridge, I, I recommend it. There's That's some it. new releases to let you guys know about um, 2023 Panini revolution is WWE. There's eight packs. You get five cards, eight parallels and four inserts. I don't have a, a price on that. I'm, I'm sorry, but they just came out. If you're into the WWE, the 2023 Panini revolution is now out.
2: Got a football product hitting the shelves as well. The 2022 Panini Select football set. You'll see five cards per pack with uh, 12 packs per box, three autographs, and 12 Prism cards. And that's another one where we don't have a price tag on it. But, I mean, you've seen the price on Select before. You know it's going to be
1: kind of a kind of a mid-
2: to high-end uh, products right there.
0: We
1: have some price drops to let you guys know about. 2022-23 um, Donruss Elite NBA Hobby Box. You get 20 packs, eight cards per pack, and two autos. And the price has dropped to two hundred and fifty bucks. So that's available on uh, PaniniAmerica.com. So make make sure you can check that out.
2: Got a price drop on Panini Limited NFL as well, down to two hundred fifty bucks a box there for that product too. Uh, In that box, you'll see two autographs, one memorabilia. It's uh, three packs of five cards.
1: A lot of auction news this week, Drew. Uh, The Jordan. Flu Game Shoes um, went for $1.38 million in a Golden 100 auction. It was bought uh, 10 years ago for $100,000. So 10 years, it went up to $1.38 million. Congratulations. uh, That's a nice return for somebody, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what a 1,300% increase on your investment there over 10 years. That's uh, that's pretty nice. You don't see that very often. Got a Kobe Bryant jersey from game one of the 2010 finals. I think it's the last... uh... Last championship, Kobe Bryant won, I think. Not certain on that, but that jersey sold for $462,000.
1: In the same golden auction, uh, 1955 tops Roberto Clemente, which is his rookie card, was a PSA 9, sold for $792,000. So I guess that just shows you, if you have PSA 9s and 10s, there's still value in there, right?
2: Absolutely, and it would not surprise me if the... Uh... Munty rookie, there. the way that thing has gone up here recently, if that might not be the next million dollar card out there once uh, once one of those goes up for sale again. We also, saw a, a 1958 Sandy Koufax game used glove. This is part of the Memorabilia Network auction. That went for
1: $180,000. Well, guys, let's help out a fellow collector. Um, this is from Jack's Autos on Instagram. He reached out to me. He is collecting the 2009 tops heritage set signed and he's down to about five or six cards that he needs to complete his set so if you have any 2009 tops heritage autograph cards uh these he's looking for five these are five cards he's looking for autographed. he's looking for if you have them just send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com just send me an email and uh put jack's autos in the, the subject line and hopefully we can help him out he's looking for garrett anderson melvin mora khalil green Henshi Kawaki. Kawaki Kai? Kawakai, maybe? Kawakai. Okay. And John Shelby. I believe it's his rookie card. He's got two of the three autographs on the card, but he doesn't have John Shelby on this one. Okay. So uh, it is 2009 Topps Heritage Autograph card cards that are autographed. If you have any of these cards, Garrett Anderson, Melvin Mora, Khalil Green, Henshi Kawaki Kai?
2: Kawakai, I think.
1: Kawakai. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we keep you around drew <laughs> and john shelby uh jack's autos on instagram is is uh looking to finish his set so i told him we'd help him out so you guys are always great uh filling needs for, for guys if you have any of those cards 2009 tops heritage autograph cards please help out well drew that wraps up baker's dozen for the week a lot of stuff yeah. a lot of different stuff this week don't you think
2: Yeah, I mean, it's usually, you know, a whole ton of releases
1: there. And this time it was more um,
2: a little more auction news this time. Good stuff.
1: Thank you, guys. That wraps up Baker's Dozen. Next up, we're going to do a little Collector's Corner.
0: And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle.
1: Well, Drew, I, I reached out to this gentleman. Uh, his name is Steve Wynn, and he is part of a super group. It's called Baker's uh, Baker's Baseball Project, right? Baseball Project. Yep. Trying to put my name in there anytime I can. Baseball <laughs> Project is a it's a super uh, rock group, and they have um, this is their fourth CD that they're releasing June thirtieth. Um, Steve got me a couple copies of the CD, so that we're giving those away, and uh, he also I have a couple of singles that we're going to play so please nice. please enjoy um there's two singles it's called uh Grand Salami which is about home run calls and then the second one is um it's um uh, Journeyman which is about yeah. a baseball player who who, who plays on uh, you know goes from team to team so two great songs coming out then we're going to have an interview with Steve and he's going to talk about um just love for music and, and baseball and and uh you know, how how the, the group came about and the guys from the baseball project and women's baseball project. They're all from different groups. There's a couple of guys from um, REM and a couple of guys from different groups. And it's a, a really cool holiday form. So please enjoy uh, two singles off of the Grand Salami CD. Then my interview with Steve Wynn coming up right next. <laughs>
3: And yellow yakker yeah, You can almost taste the fresh
4: I go from town to town, I do one thing well, I won't let you down. After all these years, how do I find the drive? Well I like it, I'm good at it, it makes me feel alive. What?
1: Joining us on the show is a uh, music legend. We'll call him a music legend. His name is Steve Steve Wynn. He is from the band the baseball project and uh they are releasing a brand new cd on june 30th it's called the grand salami time and we're gonna talk to steve about uh recording the new album and i don't know if it's a cd or an album steve i, I i've been toying around with that for a while <laughs> i like
5: album <laughs> okay.
1: and a new al- new album they're going to be going on tour so we all sorts of stuff and what they do is all their music is, is centered around baseball so it's perfect for us uh welcome steve
5: Hey, thanks thanks Jeff good to be here
1: Steve I I you know I, I know um you you guys have been around since 2007 this is your fourth studio album um you know I, I, let's go back to the beginning I guess why uh, why baseball why um what what's what made you say that there's enough material out there to 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 tell a story you know
5: well there is enough there is definitely enough material there's there's been enough for four actually five albums for us and there's room for there's material for plenty more as well uh well for one thing we are all musicians in the band who love baseball um the we are we are fanatics we're not it's not a pose we didn't just do you, say oh uh, wouldn't it be play, do
1: you guys play fantasy baseball
5: <laughs> you got right into it didn't you <laughs> <laughs> um we're, we're three of us very passionately yes scott mccoy mike mills myself are in a league together called oscar gambles afro nice. named for named for scott's song pastime the first song on our first album so yeah we are we um we started the fantasy league was actually started by our label at the time yep rock records um back when the first album came out in 2008 and they said wouldn't it be great to have a fantasy league to help promote or tie into the angle of the new record we said well great and mike mills was already bonkers for fantasy sports i think he's in about a dozen different fantasy sports for <laughs> football golf multiple baseball leagues scott and i had always kind of feared it because we thought it might take over our lives and guess what it kind of did it It, it doesn't it did
1: (laughs) i never thought i'd worry about who the 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 backup catcher is for the the detroit tigers you know it's just i've been playing with the same 10 guys for over 30 years so we oh
5: okay yes Uh, our, our league's our league's been pretty steady too our league is um um M- largely musicians. Uh, it's kind of a nice all-star team. Steve Berlin from Los Lobos and Stephen Malcolmus from Pavement and Ira Kaplan from Yellow Tango and um, um, me and Scott and Mike. And I'm forgetting a few um, um, other people, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun league. So we're all, and we're all pretty into it, you know? It's, yeah,
1: it's, it's, you get obsessed you, by it.
5: But you so- do. And, and I wrote a song about it on the new record, but we to get that later. But I wrote a song called Fantasy Baseball Widow, which was kind of a tongue-in-cheek song, but it's true where the I- idea that it becomes more your focus on the actual game after a while.
1: I know. I you just want to watch and, and make sure uh, Connor Wong gets a double and, and doesn't doesn't uh, s- you know steals a base for you. That's all I care about. Not I if the Red double, Sox win yeah. and lose.
5: <laughs> yeah. What what about when 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 somebody on your fantasy team plays against your team against the Red Sox? You know that's a, that's a conflict of interest, right? You get the, it, you're pretty it is. torn. It's,
1: it's horrible. But yeah. so so you guys came together um you, you came from different uh bands in uh, 2007 you started started the band you guys started the band um yeah. how come let, let I know you guys are all baseball fans why do you think baseball lends itself to music over some other sports
5: Well and I'll say the, the the band came together kind of in, like I said 2007 um in a very random instant kind of way where it, with um the rem was being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame and they threw a big party here in new york where where linda and i live and uh they yeah had the night before the induction they had a really great you know lavish fancy restaurant great food open bar kind of thing invited all their friends from different times of their lives so um well scott of course was there because he's a member of rem and i'm a longtime friend of of the band peter in particular so linda and i were invited and at the end of the night, setting a pattern that would follow for years to follow, uh, that, that would continue for years to follow. Th- at the end of the night, the only three people left holding at the bar were me and Scott and Linda. And we were <laughs> talking. talking. I mean, and we, yeah, and I, well, yeah, that's the thing because because Scott McCoy, even though his band, the um, Young Fresh Fellows and Minus Five, were kind of contemporaries of my bands and we'd been on playing the same clubs, we would never actually met before. So we started talking baseball, and I think at some point I said to him or he said to me, "You know, I've always." wanted to do a record about baseball and then the other one whether it's me or scott said yeah me too and we just immediately i think half out of fear that the other guy would do it first and also that we finally had the catalyst to get it done we wrote all the songs in the first album within a couple weeks we just were so fired up and i think we'd all had the you know this gets your, your question i think i think scott and i both had had favorite subjects for the time, if we ever wrote a baseball record, mine, I'd always want to write a song about Harvey Haddock. So that was a great song. That would be, a you know, about Harvey Haddock's pitching 12 perfect, perfect innings and losing the perfect game and the game itself in the 13th. I always want to write a song about, about um, you know, um, Ted Williams and how his bad attitude kind of kept him from being fully appreciated, you know, and and referring to Ball Four, which was a book I love. So all these little things, I want to write a song about Sandy Koufax's early retirement due partially to his Pain and arthritis, but also due to just going out on top and what that felt like, you know. So these were things in the back of our mind. I think baseball lends itself to a certain kind of fan, and definitely to songwriting because it is a sport of the individual. You know, it is really, it is so much. I, I always like to say, and as, as you know, it, it's it's the one sport where you can excel regardless of your teammates. Of course, you know, if you're a pitcher with a lousy defense, it's going to hurt you. Or if you're, you know, uh, you know. I hit her with I don't know bad you know runners you know nobody gets on base you know yep. of you, that could hurt your stats but mostly it's one on one it's you against the world it's you the you alone out there and it's a very romantic type of thing and I think that works well with kind of heroic or tragic songwriting.
1: Yeah, you know what I was going to say because you really got you really tell a story. Through the 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 player or or the the subject, you got each your own Harvey Haddix and Doc Ellis and uh, Larry Young, some some of the guys that you've written songs about, and they all have kind of uh, different themes. But it, it it's nice that you can kind of tell their story through song and then convey um, other emotions. You know.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that in the base the Baseball Project, you know, Scott and I have written songs for so many bands over the years. But I think the Baseball Project. Is where we go to write some of our most personal songs. You know, I, th- I think in our other bands, of course, we're dealing with all the, the regular, regular stuff—love, love, hate, death, life, every all the all the good stuff. But in baseball, through baseball, we're able to write these songs that just break our hearts. You know, Scott's song about Babe Ruth is just, or or about Carl Mays, where he wrote about you know Carl Mays throwing the pitch to killed Ray Chapman. It's just a such an emotional song, maybe one of the most emotional songs Scott's written. And same for me, writing about you know. Larry Yount, for example, the, yep. the, the 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 brother of Robin Yount, the guy who who was in record books for entering a game and not throwing a single pitch because he got injured, and you know that was that. Um, you know that that song of all the songs I've written might be the most heartbreaking, f- heartfelt type of song. Maybe because writing about baseball gives us a little bit of distance to get into the heavy stuff and not feel like we're just saying. You know, I woke up this morning, I felt so bad. It's the worst day I ever had. You know, that's <laughs> the, the, the tried and true cliche type things. We can go to those places with just enough distance to really pour our hearts out.
1: Well, uh, one of the new singles that you <clears throat> sent me, um, Journeyman, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was, uh, you know, that when you think of Journeyman, everyone has that one guy that you think of, that's kind of hung around the, the major leagues, and it, it's really, uh, I thought it was a really good song, I, and I like the Grand Salami song as well, because you you tied in all the home run calls.
5: Yeah, that's, that's Scott's song. That's great. He he really he got, he got them all.
1: <laughs> it was good. Um, so, yeah. guys, we're talking to Steve Wynn. Steve is uh, a member of the Baseball Project with uh, Peter Buck and Mike Mills and Scott. How do you pronounce his last name? I'm sorry. McCoy. McCoy. McCoy and, and Linda Pittman. Uh, um, and Pittman, they've, Pittman. Been around, they've been around since 2007. They're releasing their brand new CD on June 30th. It's called Grand Salami Time. You can go to YouTube and hear a couple of singles. It's, re- it, it, it's really good. They're actually going on, on tour. You guys are going on tour August uh, 19th to 24th. Is that something you, you do a lot? Do you, do you play a lot of live events?
5: Actually, more than that. We're going to be on tour for the most part of really from August 8th um, all the way through End of september we're going to be out there playing i think 30 or 35 shows on the road in that time so we're covering most of the country and i should point out people can you know um go on our facebook page through baseball project the base the baseball project or our website the baseballproject.com i believe it is i should know that but um .Net, look us up dot .Net. .Net, net yes oh my god I, I, that's that, that's that's terrible but um you can find the dates out there where if we're most likely coming somewhere near you so there's the plug, but what was the question before? Yeah, we Jeff? Gotta, we
1: got to get some plugs in there. And the, yeah, the, got to do it. The CD is coming out on June 30th. Where is that going to be available? Anywhere where uh, records are, are sold, so to speak? <laughs> yep,
5: yep. All your favorite outlets, whether you're streaming, buying vinyl, CD, whatever you like. going could be a double out, double vinyl album. It's going to be uh, every everything you could possibly want Any way you want to hear it, you can hear it starting that date.
1: As a songwriter, do you write the lyrics first and then put the music to it, or or do you put the music and then then try to uh, put the lyrics to it?
5: That's a good question because normally, as a songwriter, I almost always write the music first. um, In in all my other that's what everyone a
1: lot lot of the musicians say they write the music first, then the uh, the lyrics after.
5: I think sometimes for songwriting. You know you'll get an idea for a melody or a chord change or here's or try out an instrument you haven't tried before and get some pattern. and, you, and usually whatever you write evokes some type of mood, and then, then the mood of suggests what you might want to write about. So kind of I, I, I have written lyrics for sometimes and and um and also I know people who always do that, who are more poets who collaborate um with with music writers. So that's how usually i do it but in the baseball project I actually it's the opposite i it, it usually the i the lyrical idea comes first okay. usually almost always it's a case of for both me and scott we're going to write about this guy this event this 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 aspect of the game and then we find the way to write about it and that kind of almost like the it's the opposite the story we want to tell suggests the music and either we'll find music that fits the story or in some weird way goes totally counter to the story in an interesting way and so you,
1: wrote a, you wrote you wrote a great song called the baseball card song and we'll,
5: uh, <laughs> i knew that would come up <laughs> yeah
1: I, lo- I i i loved it i really enjoyed it uh but yeah. i know you're a collector what what do you collect and uh did your, your mom throw all your cards away
5: <laughs> <And> thankfully <laughs> no no okay. I'm, I'm very lucky um um i was when i was a kid you know like like lots of kids i, col- I collected I, I grew up in la and uh you know bought the I started collecting pretty actively in like 71 and went to about 75. That was my sweet spot for the tops era. So, you know, 71 to 75, bought them like crazy, had complete sets, doubles, blah, blah, blah. Catalogued them all, conditioned, wrote them down, looked at them and all that kind of thing. But at the same time uh, in Los Angeles, there were a couple, there was an an antique store on the Sunset Strip by where the Roxy is. And there was also a little old musty collector's shop on Wilshire Boulevard on the Miracle Mile or Wilshire and Western by the Wiltern theater. And you can actually look this up. It was um, uh, run by a guy named Goodwin Goldfaden. He died just about what a
1: great name. <laughs> Good, I
5: know what a great name. And I, I think this one was called goodies, I think. And uh, and it was, a, t- I mean, it was a size of like, you, you know, my kitchen and it was, he, you know, you had to make an appointment. And he could have one customer at a time. You go in there. He, and he passed away about 10 years ago and it was a big story. He was actually really well known. So if you look up his name, Goodwin Goldfaden, you'd, probably find stuff about him. Anyway, I discovered this store somehow when I was a kid and I have my, you know, my mom drive me down there and say, come back in an hour. And and the thing is at that time, as you probably know, the collector's market wasn't what it became. Yep. So he had all these great cards. And I mean, you know, everything from the old tobacco cards to the 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 you know the 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 cards from the the big league cards and everything. So I was buying Ty Cobb 09 cards and Babe Ruth 34 um, cards, the Maggio card and I still got them all and they would cost two bucks now I will say you know they are not tens they you know they wouldn't get the PSA 10 thing going you no know, they're, but they're but I love them I don't know what they're worth and I'll probably never find out but they're but they're in good enough condition where I could enjoy them and they just didn't cost that much so that became my you know my you know side job allowance whatever money it's like okay I'm saving up and I'm gonna go down with two bucks to goodwin goldfaden shop and see what he's got well kid look at this one here. here's a lou Gehrig. oh yeah i want that but that was <laughs> three bucks that was three bucks it's okay i'll take it <laughs> so it was kind of a kind of a great time to be getting this stuff and like you asked i made a point even then i knew the legend of parents throwing out their kids cards and i made sure. a point that was not going to happen so in fact um just recently i brought them all from my mom's place in la back to, here at new york where i live and i had them and i look at them and you know linda and i talk about them all the time we, we often say I wonder what they're worth. I wonder if maybe if we sold them all, it would pay for the next four records we make, or maybe we could, you know, buy a car. But the thing is, one, as you know, as, as your wisdom know, it's kind of a pain in the ass to value and sell them. You have to really—that's a full-time job. It is. And two, and two, I like them. I like having them. So for now, they're they when I bust out when friends come over who might appreciate them, check, have a look. You know, it's a lot all of fun. Right.
1: Are you an autograph collector? Did did do you uh, collect autographs, either rock and roll or, or uh, sports?
5: Neither now, never a rock and roll autograph collector. Um, but uh, when I was a kid, you know, I guess somehow I got got wise to the fact that you could send a self addressed stamped envelope to the mm-hmm. teams, right? Did you ever do that? That kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, that's
1: what we do. TTM through the mail. That's why it's TTM cast.
5: Oh, that's that's so why the- you're referring to the through good. the mail, through actually getting the like that. Got it. Yeah. That, I did. I had a bunch of those, and those I did lose. I must uh-huh. have had about 30 of them. I know, and I had everybody. I had, like, you know, anybody who was anybody from, like, the early 70s. I had the thing. Some you could tell were stamped on. Some looked really handwritten, and I wish I still had those. Yeah, that's, that's so hard. I guess, Yeah, you know, it is.
1: <laughs> I know. I was going to ask, are you surprised how um, well-received the band has been and, uh, you know, focus on baseball and um, how, you know, it's almost like you started as a uh, a vanity project for you guys, because that's what you liked. You weren't there was there was a there wasn't a cue and cry that we need a baseball a ba- a, a band that <laughs> focuses on baseball, but it kind of uh, worked itself out, right?
5: It did. Well, you know, it's funny because you're right. We we it was a vanity project. We just did it because we wanted to do it. And I think our original idea, you know, once we had written the songs, which came pretty quickly, as I, as I said, we were from the time of that chance meeting at the REM thing to when we wrote the songs and were in the studio recording it was just a couple months we once we had the songs you know we all had plenty of bands. i mean rem was still going um, um my solo band was going um scott had the minus five we all had a lot going on so it wasn't like oh we need a we need a band to get on the you know it was it was a it was just a fun thing and our original idea was just to record the songs and put out like you know maybe 500 vinyl copies or maybe you know sell a cd through the mail it was it was not yeah. going to be it was not going to be a thing but for one thing we were pretty happy with the results and we thought just pretty good album we approached yep Rock, the label that was putting out scott's records and they said we'd love to do this and then we had a interesting start i don't think a lot of bands have this career arc our first time we ever played was when linda and i got married um the night before the wedding we did our first official baseball project show which was three songs we, we we had a great party. We had like yeah, so many, all sure the musicians. It was. it was all musicians. It was a big four hour jam session. that left everybody pretty exhausted, deaf and hung over the, for the actual wedding the next day. But Peter and Scott were at the wedding and Linda and I, of course, were. And, and we played a set. And immediately after that, we were asked to play on David Letterman. Because I think the story, if I'm not mistaken, was that REM was touring and they were asked to play because they had a night off. And they didn't, for whatever reason, didn't want to do it. So Letterman's bookers said somehow knew about the baseball project, or someone brought it up to them. They said, "Well, we'll. David's a big baseball fan, and we'll still get Peter. And why not? Would you guys like?" So our first gigs were a wedding party,
1: your uh, wedding a, party, a, <laughs> our, yeah, yeah,
5: not a wedding party, but half the band's wedding party. David Letterman, and then we were asked to play a festival in Spain in an in a um, wow. UNESCO his, historic town near a castle. So we had a weird start after those three things, we settled into being a more normal band, but it was an odd thing. And as we kind of went on, we realized, Oh, you know, people, David Letterman likes this music, you know, people, people like this. There's actually an audience for this. And, you know, of the members of the band, um, Linda, myself, Scott, and Mike are all baseball fanatics, you know, die hard, you know, whatever. Do love the game. Um, um, Peter is less so. Peter's more appreciates the game through a literary angle, through historical, through sure. he's, a, he's an avid reader. So he loves reading books about baseball. But he's talked a lot about how, you know, when we were all growing up, jocks and rockers were two different things. If you were in, if you were a musician or into rock music, you were a freak, a weirdo. You know, you were you had cra- you look crazy. You were antisocial. You know, you, that was the whole point of it. If you're into sports. You were a jock and the kind of people that rockers hated. Now, of course, I knew that wasn't the case because I was a, all of us were sports fans. I was a sports writer, actually. And, and we all, and Linda was a star athlete and all that. So we were, we were going against that kind of thing. But what I found since the band came out, and I'm not saying, I'm not taking credit for this, but it's amazing since we started how many cool musicians just are, you know, avid coming out as avid baseball fans, sports fans in general, but specifically yep. baseball fans. Like, oh yeah, we um we made we made the rock world safe for loving baseball.
1: Do you have a, a favorite song of of, of uh, the baseball projects Is there one song that you you really enjoy? Maybe not one that you wrote, but one that you think is is in a special place for you.
5: Ooh. I mean, you know, the the you know it's hard to pick a kid. Yeah. And, and one thing about, you know, Scott and I have mostly been in bands where we are the sole writers. So it's fun being a band where I write half and he writes half. So I would I would always like to lean towards, you know, um, one of Scott's songs because I can say unabashedly, well, that's a great song. So I'm going to say, I'm going to just randomly say from the new album, I love the song 64 and 64. Oh, the I song haven't heard he that about, yet. The, oh, yeah, I'm it's sure. a, song wrote, a song he wrote about Jim Bowden. And um, it's just, he's writing about Jim, you know this is something we do in the baseball in a four-minute song. He writes about Jim's entire career arc, ball four, starring in the end, um the long goodbye, and getting dementia at the end of his life, and that's all in four minutes. He covers all that ground so beautifully. So I will have to go with that one for this for this for this hour.
1: And I know you guys played at Cooperstown, and you played at the All-Star game in Cleveland. Um, Is there any other venues that you'd really like to to play? Have you been in, out to Fenway Park yet, or? uh
5: and yeah, we we, sung, we 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 sung the national we sang the national anthem um, at Fenway Park about oh, about ten years ago. That was a thrill. That's
1: awesome.
5: Yeah. Well, of it, course, you, obvi- you obviously I'm thinking you probably know Josh Cantor. Um, the no, oh, no. he's the organ he's the organist at Fenway Park, and okay. he um and he's he's played with us live a few times, and so we um have a little bit of Fenway connection, so we got to go to the national, and we actually do, you know, le- we've all had we've all had a lot of exciting things in our various bands you know be it huge bands like rem or cult bands like the dream syndicate we've all had fun but we've gotten to do things in this band we never imagined we we, we i have been on more major league ball fields than i ever thought i would be because of this band
1: i sure have
5: it's on youtube look up steve win baseball project first pitch where was it where did you R- get Wrigley field wrigley field from the mound I will say it was a strike. It was a high strike. I think if I was facing Aaron Judge, it would have been a strike. I it can't I, be
1: as bad I, as Travis. Did you see Travis Kelsey's first pitch? He,
5: he no. Basically,
1: he basically slam dunked it into the ground. <laughs> it was horrible. How do
5: people – How do people? Do, and, and I don't know how people do. I felt pretty good about mine, but Ira Kaplan, who play, has played on our records, who's a friend, Yellow Tango, and in our fantasy league, threw out a first pitch in a mess game a couple of weeks ago, and damn, his was good. I was jealous. Like, God, Ira. And he's got three years on me too, so damn. Uh,
4: in,
1: ter- in, in terms of collecting, let's get back to collecting for a second. Um, Absolutely. Do you, do you like vintage cards, or do you like the new stuff, or do you have a? a, a are you a set guy? You know what? What do you? What do you lean towards in, in collecting?
5: I will be honest, and I'll say I, as I said before, I collected, you know, heavy, heavily in the early seventies, and then stopped. You know, now and then, now and then, I'll buy a pack of cards just for kicks. But my collecting days, and still, what I have is a very specific four or five-year period. Now, <laughs> at, at the time, like I was saying earlier, I did collect, I made a point of collecting cards from before my era. So I have a sure. lot of 60s cards, got a lot of great 50s cards, some amazing stuff. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. And I've, I've often thought, you know, what I was saying earlier, it would be fun just to take 10 random ones, do the whole, you know, evaluation thing, the PSA thing, and just see, because I just don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always curious. But you know, I mean, when I started I, kind of looking at that, it was it was like, well, this is really daunting. Do you agree?
1: Yeah now nowadays, if you want to sell your cards, it's probably better off that it, they're graded because that's what people want. But if it, yeah. if you're just collecting for yourself, I don't think that they, they need to be graded. I mean, I I probably have I don't know a million cards, but I probably only have
5: fifty. Cards literally, li- literally, literally, a million <laughs> yes, cards.
1: This room <laughs> just, just keeps on going.
5: So, Love it. <laughs> but you're saying about fifty cards, you really
1: that I've value? Braided, yeah, No, that I've graded. Yeah. Oh, they're so, great. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I'm like you, I have, I've never sold any cards. So I'm, you know, I'm a collector, not a, a seller. So it, it, is, yeah. it is what it Same is. Same
5: here. And I get great joy from looking there. And like, you know, um, I've I've got these little photo books I bought when I was 15, you know, that had my favorite ones. I still have certain ones in. I was really excited to have every year, of Roberto Clemente, every year of Hank Aaron, every year of, you know, Willie Mays, all my favorite players. So that was the thing that I made a point of doing is like, I'm going to get, make sure I have each. You know, I, by the way, I was strictly tops. I was like, you yeah. know, I, I, for the for the post 50s era, of course, like I said earlier, I was getting the Piedmont cards and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, what, but I have stopped. I have stopped. I didn't I haven't to answer, I haven't really continued at all. I, I, I'm aware of it, but I just had my my little golden had, era and I had, stopped.
1: You had your time and then it was it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. What was it like getting back in the studio after all, all these years because of COVID? And it must have been uh, nice to kind of get back to where you belong, so to speak
5: oh yeah very good and, and playing live again um the first gig actually i played um after covid was um baseball project played a show summer of 21 and that's the first time i was on stage with other people you know in, in a yeah. year and a half and it was great obviously i will say we were told it was in portland and we were told oh it's going to be outside in the last minute is it? That's inside, but we know everybody here, so it was a little <laughs> bit of a nail-biter, but after the first song, we forgot everything and just played music, and same thing going in the studio. It just, you know, look, no matter what you do, no matter what your, whether, you know, whatever your job, your hobby, your favorite activity, all the things we took for granted, we don't take for granted anymore. No, oh, I know. I think, yeah, I know. I know everybody that I know who's a musician is touring more than ever, doing more than ever, so, you know, I think that, you know, that we're, I don't know how long, if that will continue, but everyone's on the road now everybody wants to yeah. everyone's making it for make, a lost, make, make up making for last time. time right yeah make, yeah make
1: that, make that for lost team. i'm speaking with steve when steve is uh a, 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 you're yeah, a founding member right a founding member of the baseball project which is yeah like, i mean
5: we i mean the, the the original the original band was me and linda and scott and peter but mike played live with us from our third gig on and he's on the last two records so really i guess i would be a founding member but we're all pretty much founding members
1: true and he, they've got a new cd a new album it's called grand salami time you can go to uh youtube.com and uh check out their two singles which uh one of them is journeyman which i really enjoy and another one is the grand salami time and that encompasses all the home run calls it's really a, a really a fun fun song uh and that you can follow him on on them on facebook and on youtube the baseball project they have a baseballproject.net is their website they're going to be on tour they're ter- touring all around the country starting mid-august into the end of september i'm going to try to go see you guys when you're in cambridge low, you,
5: oh great well great.
1: That, that, that's one of my goals um do, do you see that this uh you know you guys are still going strong in terms of as a band do you see this continuing um for, for a couple more albums or, or have you gotten all you wanted out of, out of uh the baseball project
5: no i think i think we'll continue i mean among other things besides the fact that we love the game we love writing and playing music we you know it allows us to do fun things so we don't enter other bands but the greatest thing is the five of us are just great friends we all we all really like hanging out so there's no reason to stop we and and as we said in the beginning of the podcast it's there's infinite subjects things to be written about yep. never ending
1: have you to uh, have any um major league baseball players used any of your songs as a walk-up song
5: oh i wish that would be the greatest i Not yet. i'm waiting for no the one thing we did have for a, uh, a while there was um when our third album came out we had a song called don't call them twinkies that I wrote yeah. with Craig Finn of the whole study and he sings on it. He's a, from Minnesota twins fan, really great rousing kind of classic rock kind of song. And the twins, when it came out of 14, I think the twins were, um, I guess it'd be that we were having, we pretty hot and doing pretty well. And there was a period for about, well, for a good portion of the season where they played, don't call them Twinkies at the start of every game. Oh, that was like, I think, I think pre-anthem or post-anthem, whatever, but right at the beginning of the game, they would play our, our songs. So that was great. And also, cause linda my wife and our drummer um is from minnesota and a diehard twins fan so we you know that that we got we became part of the team for a couple of years there where they would invite us out to do things
1: and MLB's kind of been behind the band since it's start right it seems like that the, they've been involved you've been involved with something with mlb since the start. well I
5: I, I I wish they were more so We've we've actually had a lot of support from a lot of people around baseball, you know, um, a lot, you know, it's funny with this band. We talk about walk-up music. There are some players who love the band um, and some who are our, black Jack McDowell lo- loves the band. He's in one of our songs. Um, and a few players here and there are hip to us. Um, but mostly the people in baseball who love the band are front office people yeah. announcers, you know, Eric Nadel, hall of fame, play by play for the Rangers is a friend and a big fan of the band. Um, you know, um, um, you know, just all all around the game we have we have a lot of people but they're usually the the, the non the non-players which have is have, it's it's fine either way
1: have you ever have you been able to meet any uh of your baseball heroes from, from the past either at the hall of fame or through through the band have you met anybody
5: yeah a few um um we we met gaylord perry um in, in 19 at the at the at the at the, at the um all-star game you, you, you want to hear my you want
1: to hear my sad gaylord perry story
5: uh, yes, please.
1: So I sent off a TTM request to him, uh, I don't know, maybe like three weeks prior to him passing away, uh-huh. and um, I just I forgot about it. And then the day after he passed away, I got the envelope back, signed, and I sent, I sent it off to a friend of mine at PSN. He goes, nope, it was signed by his secretary.
5: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well... Not surprising because when I met him four years ago, he was in a wheelchair and not, you know. I know he was. Guess, sick. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But wow, still, still, the, the you know, it, it, it was in play, I guess. You know, there was a yeah, possibility. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Kind of,
1: it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. All right, uh, Steve. Anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? I really appreciate your time, and I, uh, I'm so excited for you in in the the release of the CD. Um, why don't you let people know how they can follow you on social media and if they want to buy a CD, how they can purchase a CD.
5: Well, we are we are on Omnivore Records, great label. And they're there, so you can go onto their site for starters. You can any place, pretty much any place you listen to music or buy music, it'll be there starting June 30th. As you said, the first couple singles were up on streaming everywhere or or for purchase, I guess, as a single. And we have the baseballproject.net. We have our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all the goodies. And we'll be, you know, kind of we do. A, we make a point of documenting the season. In fact, tonight, Linda and I are going to go see the Yankees and Mets at City Field.
6: Oh,
1: nice. We live in
5: we live in Queens, so we can walk to the game. It's, it's a nice, n- nice thing. So we're going to catch the game. We'll likely, you know, we were at a Pirates Mets game in Pittsburgh last Saturday, and we, you know, we we document these things because it's our our brand, I guess. Yeah. So follow. I was going to try to say is follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you'll get lots of stories about the season from people who sing about it.
1: Yeah, but I, mean, I have two uh CDs, two grand grand Salami, uh, time CDs that I'm gonna give away to listeners. So all you have to do is send me your name and your mailing address and put it in, in the um subject line, the baseball project, and we will give away two grand Slamme time CDs. Cool. Brand, brand That's new great. CDs. So- so thank you, uh, and, and I'm sure you guys. We're gonna we're gonna play uh, we're gonna play a couple of their songs for you. We're gonna play Journeyman and Grand Salami time, so you get a taste of, of what their what their songs are like if you haven't heard them before. And it's just a pleasure. Uh, someone that you can we always say you know if you you're you're doing what you love and, and you can uh, make money at the same time, that's even better. So mm-hmm. it's really it's really. Uh, Fun to see that you guys have uh, the same passion that uh, we do as collectors and as as baseball fans. You know,
5: we do. Yeah, you know. And when and when I knew that was going to be on the podcast, and I started looking up the the things you've, you've 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 covered and people you've talked to. And oh, yeah, this is this is where I where I, where I need to be. So it's been a pleasure. <laughs> All <laughs>
1: right, well, thank you very much. Best of yeah. luck. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you in Cambridge. Uh, are you yeah. guys gonna be at? The, are you gonna be at the National in Chicago?
5: Um, are we gonna be? We're, we're playing at the Hamilton, but we're going we are singing the um, national anthem in in um, oh yeah yes I was hearing you said Chicago and I meant to, I was thinking DC I don't know why um, I mean the Nationals the Nationals but no we're going to be um the National Sports the, Club this convention that's what yeah. I was asking to vote oh in Chicago you say in Chicago we're yeah, playing on twenty
1: fifth um, to the twenty ninth or something like that of July
5: no no okay. we're not no
1: all right well that's too bad well we'll later on. <laughs> all right, guys, check it out. The Baseball Project, baseball, the Baseball Project, it's baseballproject.net. You can go right to their website and also follow them on YouTube and, and follow them on social media because it's all cool, fun stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it's just the, the music is phenomenal. It's fun. It's it sounds great. And it's just it's just, uh, you know, there's a bit of nostalgia. There's a bit of storytelling there. And I think it's it's just a a, a fun way to, to tell a story through baseball, and through music.
5: Oh, thank you. That's great. Mike, I like thanks, the way you describe Steve. it. Appreciate it. Good talking to you, You too. Okay, take care. Bye.
1: Bye. Well, Drew, anytime you can combine music and baseball, right? It's it's mm-hmm. awesome. And I, I just love I love the passion that Steve and, and, and his bandmates have and hopefully enjoyed our, our uh talk with Steve and hopefully enjoy the new new uh two seat new, the two singles. Drew, you got to listen to singles, right?
2: I actually have not gotten to yet, but I'm going to as soon as we uh, get done here. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that.
1: Very cool. I have good.
2: I have listened to most of their stuff on their first three albums there, which I do really enjoy. So uh, if you're hearing about them for the first time, definitely go back and listen to those first three albums there that they have put out as well.
1: And then we're going to give away two CDs. So if you want to win a, a CD, brand new CD, then they're not out until June 30th. So these are hot off the presses. Just send me your name and your mailing address. Put baseball project in the subject line and send it to
2: TTMcast at yahoo.com.
1: And we'll give those away next week. So Steve, thank you very much. It was it was it was great to have you on the show. That wraps up Collector's Corner, Drew. Cool. All right, next up is uh Les Wolf. More from Les. Uh Les went to the Boxing Hall of Fame and we got a review of the Boxing Hall of Fame ceremonies from Les. And then he did uh does appraisals. He did appraise uh four or five items that, that listeners sent in. If you have an item that you want to st- uh Les to um, do an appraisal on, just send it in and we will we'll do it next week. Next month we do one. We, we're kind of doing one every every month, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah. Alright, so please enjoy um, Les Wolf in, in Boxing Hall of Fame review and then some appraisals.
0: And now it's time for more from Les with Hobby Legend Les Wolf. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low-grading fees. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today, and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Alright guys, it's time for more from Les with Les Wolf, and we're going to talk a
6: Les was up at the Boxing Hall of Fame this past weekend. We're going to talk a little about that, and also we're going to do some June appraisals—not not really appraisals, opinions, right, Les? It's
7: more just a you know quick evaluation without without doing the formal work for because an appraisal is actually a legal document that I have to verify the numbers. So I'm just just giving my estimate of value, what I think what I think the market will bear now, approximately. Don't you know? Don't take these numbers to the bank. Because I won't guarantee those numbers will come through, but they'll be they'll be fairly reasonable,
6: pretty close. So the guys guys have been sending in uh, items. We have four cool items to review. But first, let's talk a little about your trip up to the Boxing Hall of Fame. You were up there selling and you got some autographs. Uh, why don't you tell us about your time up there?
7: Hey, well, it's a, you know it's a lot of fun, and this is the first time in the history of any sport that there were three Jewish athletes. You know, not really athletes. You know. People involved in boxing that, um, Hall of Fame. I was kidding around with them. Three heaves and one Hall of Fame. It's amazing. <laughs>
4: um,
7: you know, we had Brad Goodman, the, the uh, matchmaker, we had the CEO of Top Rank, uh, Brad Jacobs, and we had the infamous Seth Abram, the man behind uh, HBO. I mean, you had, you had three real huge legends. And each one of them could not be any nicer. It just, it's just crazy. You know, uh, Brad Goodman, I didn't even know, grew up in Queens, first in Las Vegas. His favorite fighter was Muhammad Ali. And, uh, he, you know, we were just talking restaurants in Queens. If anybody out there knew all the old restaurants from the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we had Pastrami, pastrami King, which is now in Merrick, not as good as the original. We still have conishnash, which if you like round potato conishnash, is just I love it. I, every time I'm in Queens, I have to stop by, even though I'm trying to trim down on my uh, my Buddha belly. Uh, I know you've been you doing, know, doing so just, good. I'm, pr-
6: I'm proud of you.
7: down 15 pounds in four weeks now. 6 I'm sorry, 16 pounds in four weeks now. You know, good. Just doing my intermittent fasting. But, you know, we were talking food, and we really hit it off. And then, And, and, and in actuality, if you get a chance to watch the uh, replay of the uh, everybody accepting their uh, their rings in the induction of boxing hall of fame, Brad Goodman by far was one of the best ones in my opinion because I've never seen anybody do this. After he you know he accepted his award, he thanked everybody. He was traveling walking around with his girlfriend. He actually proposed at the end of his speech. So tell me a oh, hall wow, of famer easy. that does. It was really cool. Citexin so and Mazel Tov. So it was really cool. Uh, Brad Jacobs was there with his family. Uh, He's just another amazing man, you know, what he's done with top rank. I mean, Bob Arum, also yeah, a Hebrew, uh, one of the the smartest men. He's in his 90s and he's still going strong. Uh, Then you had Timothy Bradley who just cannot be any nicer. And the funny thing is I had him him sign a picture picture of him and I together. I happened to bump into him when I was coming out of a Nick Laker game in Madison Square Garden. He was coming to uh, come to um, commentate for the fights. And I asked him, can you sign his two less? So I get back to my room. And I look at sign two West. So I see, him, <laughs> I see him with his dad. I said, Tim, my name is Les. I said, what did you write? Here? He said, West. I said, okay. So please, you know, correct it. So he corrected it. And then later on in the day, I took another picture with him, which I posted on Instagram for those of you that follow me on Instagram. And then I then I said, okay, Tim, what's my name? So what? I said, no. And then he said, yeah, Les. So it was, it was kind of funny, you know. You know, you know, you, you make all these connections with these people. They were super nice. Lucia Riker, who was last year's inductee, she was in the Philippines. She was sick as a dog, couldn't make it. She came this year, could not be any nicer. We were talking about diet and, and taking care of yourself. Uh, and she's an amazing young woman. Um, you know, the whole experience is, is, is a lot different than um, – in baseball, because you actually, can, if you spend the time to talk to these people, you know, you get to see them a lot walking back and forth, you, you really, really get to know the people, and that, that was, that was really, really good, you know, good to know, I mean, Roberto Duran was also up there, but he was, uh, he, he was kind of busy, everybody was running after him, so he, I couldn't really talk much to him, um, he, he was really, did, the, get his, did you get big, his autograph last? I got him on my, my artwork that a, a good friend of mine passed away, may he rest in peace, of anybody you knew, Alan Rubin, really a great collector, really super nice guy. Um, so I bought you know his artwork, I got, uh, and he got, he was working on this thing for years, so I decided to add more names to it. Uh, Carl Frock, who came from uh, England, was married to uh, an unbelievable, uh, she's like Tom Brady, kind of, his ex-wife, beautiful model. He didn't come with the kids. He was he was signing. Could not be any nicer. Rafael Marquez, another great fighter, was signing. Um, Joe Goosen. Now you may not know this out there. He, he's one of the best trainers in boxing. But I, you know, I didn't. I put two and two together after we started talking. Interesting enough, he cut school. Like the only time I ever cut school in high, in high school or period was March eighth, nineteen seventy one. Do you know what happened on that day, uh, Jeff? In boxing, I did not.
6: That, isn't that when you went to see Muhammad Ali, right?
7: Yeah, but what happened in boxing history? I don't know. <laughs> the
6: Pearl on Manila?
7: This is the fight of the century. Muhammad Ali loses to Joe Frazier. Okay.
6: Joe Frazier, there's no, the no bo- less Les, the other boxing guy, I'm more a baseball guy.
7: So uh, that's the only day I ever cut school. So Joe Goose and I had a, really had a nice conversation. We must have spoke for about an hour after he signed my stuff, and he told me that he cut school also, but he cut it in California. So we we, we had a really nice conversation. And guess what X met is his brother? I don't know. Who? catcher on the Mets. Jerry Grote? <laughs> O-O-S-S-E-N is his name. I don't know. A hint. First name Greg Goosen. X Match. Don't don't remember him. Well well you gotta get up on your trivia. Come on. Let's get with the uh, program. Greg there. Goosen.
6: how long did he play?
7: He didn't have a long career, but he made it to the majors.
6: Okay. I'll have to look him up. I don't know Greg Goosen. Did he ever have a baseball card?
7: And uh we also had uh, Alicia Ashley, she's from Jamaica. She made it okay. in uh, Beautiful Woman. Uh, I said to her, I said, wow, you you must have been a really good fighter because you, you you look beautiful. She said, I did a good <laughs> job, didn't I? I said, yep. Uh, Laura Serrano is in Mexico. Unfortunately, she had some religious beliefs, so we didn't get to meet her. So She's the only one from this year's team. And then Tim Ryan, the legendary uh, broadcaster, got in. Yep.
6: That's a good crew. And, you we got a lot of good crew. And we're yeah, going to this, try to get a couple you know, of these people on on the show. We're going to, we're going to reach out and see if we can get a couple of these these people on as guests, which would be really nice.
7: I'm sure I can get Brad 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 uh, Goodman on with us and uh, and Joe Goosen, uh, maybe Brad Jacobs. He's going to be a little more difficult since he's the CEO. Seth Abraham would be a really cool guest to have on. I yep. don't have all, we'll all the contact it. information, but uh, Carl Frock would be a lot of fun. Timothy Bradley is hysterical. He's a very, very, very good natured, very fun guy. You know, you want you How want to be you, you want have guys.
6: Did you set up a booth, Les? Did you were you selling stuff as well?
7: I was. And how'd you do? I didn't do great. I mean, I did okay. You know, the problem up there is, you know, I never know what you know people are going to walk in there. Now they've cut these show hours. We set up at around 7, 7:30. People don't come in till 10, and they have people signing in the middle of the of the show. So yeah. everybody's signing in there, and you know you get to see the guys coming and going. But uh, most of the people in there uh, really want to just get the free autographs. They don't want to get um, they don't want to buy much there. They're mainly lookers. I, mean, I had one custom one steady customers coming back the last few years. He buys a bunch of stuff, but other than that, it, the sales was kind of slim. But you know I'm mainly there. Just to build up my inventory and hopefully sell something big, but you never know. How was
6: the crowd? How many how, how many people do you think were at the event?
7: Well, see, the problem we had upstate was is if uh, you may not recall this is that uh, we had that that air air quality control problem. Sure. That I didn't even know I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it because uh, I got I got up that more the the morning before the afternoon before. And I checked outside, and, like, it smelled like the trees were burning. And it was very hard to see. And then, you know, I called the Hall of Fame to see what they were going to do. So instead of them um, having all the events outdoors, they were forced to have everything at uh, Turning Stone. Okay. So uh, so everything was indoors for Thursday and Friday, which made it a little bit easier Um always more fun when you're outdoors and you know the fit you know the casting of the fists and everything it was just it's just a lot of fun you know being up there and uh compliments to ed brophy uh for another great great hall of fame inductions uh it's just a fun thing to go to if you get a chance Uh, i think next year is going to be a mob scene there because i believe manny pacquiao i think manny pacquiao is going to be getting in next year so that should be that should be a big uh a big event
6: do they hold, hold live uh, matches uh, at all during the weekend, or no?
7: They had live matches on Friday. Lou DiBello, my my good friend, uh, on some of the fights. Uh, I I was really tired from the drive. I I you know I, you know I asked Lou, if, you know he said, "Why didn't you just ask?" I said, "I, I said I was tired." But they had they had a decent fight. This guy is uh He just, just forced the guy, and uh, they're both two undefeated light heavyweights. So I didn't really watch them, but um, I think, what the heck? Let me yeah, uh, uh, take some re- get some rest up because uh, I left right after the show, and uh, Let's I didn't what, stick it's around. 20, didn't it's stick around. Event for Thursday and Friday of you know constantly looking to meet the guys and uh, just go from there. So uh, Saturday I set up to to the show. So normally. Like I stayed the year before because I wanted to see Lou get in and everything. I mean, this year I probably should have stayed, but I was just, you know, I enough is enough. I I just need to get back to my office so I can fill all those orders for everybody out there, answer all their questions, and just in general help everybody. And then you went to a
6: press conference yesterday. Why don't you tell us a little about that?
7: Well, it, it's going to be a really good fight. Um, Errol Spence versus Terence Bud Crawford. Errol Spence has three three of the three of the belts as they call them and um Crawford has one of them they're both undefeated that's july 29th in las Vegas, so that's gonna be a hell of a fight uh that i ha- that I have to tell you is it's gonna be a fight to be reckoned with uh um it's gonna be- it's gonna be well worth it um they were both talking trash, which is usual uh
6: that's always Arthur
7: fun Crawford was talking about he's gonna he's gonna fillet him like a fish, and <laughs> uh, and is uh, saying, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care, of, you know, I'm gonna you're gonna be like a pole, I'm gonna knock you out. Uh, Crawford uh, Spencer's dad told me he's gonna win in seven, he's gonna beat him. I, I I'm not a I'm not a big Crawford fan. He's not that friendly to the public or collectors. He's very very standoffish. Spence. Normal. The last time, first time I saw Spence. The last time I got a picture with him he was very nice. Yesterday he was all business. He wasn't looking to sign anything for anybody. Same with Crawford. But I, I, I kind of like the younger, younger kid. I like, I like Spence in this. If I had to bet money, I probably would wouldn't bet ever bet against Terence Crawford because he's great. But in this particular thing, I, I want to see, I want to see Spence win it. I want to see Crawford because he's so arrogant. I want to see him get knocked off his. Uh, this high horse.
6: I don't know. Sounds like it's gonna go the distance. It's, we're looking at a decision. It doesn't sound like we're gonna get a knockout
7: out of this one. I don't know. I don't know because they're both if you if you if anybody's out there watch either of these two fighters, these fighters. This hopefully it isn't a first or second round knockout. But I, I want to see a really good fight. Cool. All right, but
6: well, why don't we get into our um appraisals, and, and this is a, an opinion on appraisal. We had um, our listeners send in stuff for the month, and we've got four kind of cool things to talk about. Um, so, Les, why don't we run down? We got First, we have a um, 16 by 20 signed photo of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Both signatures are certified by PSA, sent in by our friend Chris. What do you think of that?
7: I, I like that piece. I really do.
6: I, I knew, knew you were going to like that piece.
7: I mean, I'm a, you know, As you know, I'm a. As everybody must know out there by now, I'm a huge Ali fan, a huge Ali collector, with over 300 different photos that I've personally gotten signed myself, and uh, and I and I always like his stuff. The only thing I draw that I don't like on this now, this is an older Ali autograph. It's all jumbled together. you yep. I mean, the Fraser Fraser's nice and big. The Ali's jumbled together. Certainly authentic. I would maybe get the Fraser autograph, uh, get a grade on it. The Ali, I don't think it's going to grade too high. But you just want to leave it at leave it at that. I would say you're looking at probably twelve to fifteen hundred, maybe a little more in in the right circumstances. Uh, it, it is a really nice piece. Just make sure you have it properly framed uh, and uh, acid-free, non-glare glass, acid-free matte, Keep out of the sunlight. You know, just go to my website or just just call me. That that's what I would do for that.
6: The Anthony what, what, Volpe. What, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Um, fight was this
7: from? The picture. And, uh, go back to it. Um, I think it's from the first fight. I'd really have to analyze the the shorts that Frazier's winning. wearing. Uh, excuse me, wearing then, rather. This
6: is this is in the seventies. This is. Mid to early seventies.
7: Yeah, I think I think it could, but the autographs are much later, much much later. later. They're not vintage. Okay. If it was a vintage autograph of both of them, I would say three to four thousand.
6: But still, fifteen hundred is not not bad for, it, and it's it's a nice picture. No, I I, right. I
7: I think, I think it's a beautiful picture. I, I like it a lot. You know, uh, you just see Joe like trying to duck the punch, and it looks like Ollie's about to clobber him. Uh, you know that's you know Joe had that that you know keep your head down you know and Bob and weave so that was you know and, and Muhammad was just the best you know period there's nobody there's nobody like that. and also I forgot something in the press conference you know who I met I don't I'm not who? that familiar with uh, big rappers but Papoose was there he's uh, some huge rapper here in New York uh, that everybody was I said who is that and everybody's telling me Papoose so I googled him I said oh interesting. And I was <laughs> talking to Papoose and, and believe and I said, who's your favorite fighter? Because I heard he's a big boxing fan. He said to me, Muhammad Ali. So I sent him some pictures of some of my Ali stuff, see if he's interested. But you never know. Very cool. All
6: right, our next one is from Brian Murray. Brian, got huh?
7: one second. I'm sorry to interrupt okay. you. And I also got to chat with Thomas Hauser. If anybody recalls him, he's the famous writer. Um, he's a uh, legendary Sports Illustrated writer. Um, he's written quite a few books about Ali, and we we're talking about his collection. And we, you know, what Jeff? We should have Thomas on, on with us. Let him tell us about his, you know, his his legendary career.
6: Yeah, uh, I love, the next I love one, guys, that are, I love guys and, that are passionate about what they do, and that he, he'd be
7: he'd be a good one. Now, looking at the differences in the Anthony Volpe. All right, wait, wait. Let me explain uh, it because
6: you and I, you and I see it, but but we don't. Uh, our listeners don't see it. So let's let me uh, introduce it, okay? So but okay. Brian Murray sent in a uh, picture of two different autographs from Anthony Volpe. One was signed at the park, and one was signed at a charity event. They're totally different pictures. Totally, totally different autographs. They they look totally different. Uh, and I'm going to ask you not not nom- not so much this one uh, less, but how is a collector where you know you got both these autographs in person, but they're so different. How do you, uh, how do you, you rectify that as, from as a collector if you want to ever sell this stuff?
7: That's a very good question, uh, Jeff. I, you've done your homework. Uh, I, uh, I love it. Um, you know, this has often been a problem with. Uh, I'm sure Jimmy Spence would definitely say this. You know, the, the differences in the autographs. You need to have exemplars. And I'm sure Jimmy has that, and I'm sure PSA and Beckett have it also. But sometimes a lot of these authenticators won't be able to tell a, a Rush signature from a beautiful every letter signature. So uh, it, although it's exciting to meet the guy and get him in person, which I absolutely love to do, it it, it is a lot different when you, um, when you purchase it and you don't have that, that one-to-one contact. So it's a trade-off, but in actuality, you always best to have the best autograph. Uh, what I sometimes do, like, this is a funny one. Brad Goodman, uh, the, not Brad, uh, Brad Jacobs, who was two Brads that got in. I have a Brad, a Brad Wolf. Uh, Brad Jacobs, his handwriting was like a BJ. So I, I, you know, I saw his handwriting. I said, can you, can you do me a favor? And he said, what? I said, can you, uh, can I get, can I buy some letters? So he signed them a little better for me, but most of these people are just in a rush, just to get, you know, to try to accommodate the most people. So that's what I'm sure what Volpe was doing. And uh, so I, I would, I would say the the full signature is a two two fifty, you know, two fifty three hundred dollar autograph. The rush signature fifty to one hundred maybe if you're lucky.
6: And how do you get them? Um, you know, how do you get them verified from uh, Jimmy Spence or, or PSA or Beckett? Uh, because there's such different autographs. As she said, one ha- one is the great, really nice clean autograph with all its mean, full name. The other one is just the A with a Volpe and you really can't even tell that it says Volpe unless you 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 know that you, knew you were there signing it. So how do you how do you get these both um ver- uh, verified?
7: You you just hope that the, the authenticators meaning like Jimmy Spence, PS, uh, PSA or Beckett have examples that are like this. If not then most probably they're gonna they're gonna make uh you know, inconclusive that they don't know what it you know what the uh whether or not it's authentic.
6: Yeah, I mean it's really you know, you were there, you got it signed. Do they take that prominent so they don't really if you had a, a picture of the guy signing, does that help?
7: Absolutely. Like for years when I was getting all the, the um the boxers, uh you know, the young kids i would I would uh, send examples off to Jimmy Spence, so he has it in his exemplars, and I told him I got these in person and uh, that's how we would go about doing that Very cool
6: all right O'Brien well, also sent in a nineteen sixty nine Mets team signed ball by Jerry koosman al Weiss duffy Dyer Wayne Garrett Jerry Groat, See, this is Jerry Grote I know Jerry Groat
7: no, it's Jerry Grody
6: grody. Jim McAndrew, Ed Cranepool, Bob Johnson, Cleon Jones, Jim Goster, uh, Ron Sobota, Jack DeLar- DeLario. I don't remember heard of him. Delef, he him. Jack DeLoro. Jack DeLauro, was a, yes. Was he a pitcher?
7: I don't know. Oh, he's, I don't still know him. On. He's, he's still pitching. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Charles, Bud
6: Harrelson, Amos Otis, and Ron Taylor. They're all unopticated, but all signed in person uh, for him. Uh, you see a picture, I, he sent a, pic, uh, a couple pictures of the balls, the ball. Um, what's your thoughts on these?
7: Nice, clean baseball. Unfortunately, you only have 16 autographs on it. And you have a few deceased. I mean, unfortunately, Bud Harrelson is, is in assisted living now. He's not doing too well. Um, grateful, thank God, had the, the surgery. You have Ed Charles, a wonderful glider, passed away, one of the one of, one of sports' absolute dolls. Uh, Jim Gosker, Amos Otis, Jerry Grody. Grody was a starting uh Jonathan Gosker and Otis were fringe players that year. Uh, Taylor was a reliever. You have the shortstop and the third baseman. You have Swoboda, the left fielder. You have Cleon. Uh, Swoboda was the right fielder. Cleon Jones was the left fielder. Cranepool the first baseman. McAndrew. You have Garrett, you back backup third base, Duffy Dyer, Al Weiss, who was a World Series hero, and Kuzman. You're missing really the main guys. You're right. missing no Seaver, no
6: Ryan, no Clay. Right, Jones. you're
7: missing the main guys. I would say a couple hundred bucks at the most. Unfortunately, you don't have. You know, you don't. You need the key signatures to have that. It's a good. It's a, You know, if you if you're a big Met collector and you want the Mets on something. This is this is good. I mean, I'm sure there's a few more that might still be alive that you could add to it. I'm trying trying to think off the, off the top of talent Lola Ryan, you could add to it fairly easily. Um, he he does uh, through his foundation. He sent him. I think it's seventy five dollars now. I'm not sure yep, exactly. Yep, seventy five bucks. You can, get, you can get that signed. Uh, if you want a full team ball, I got a couple of sixty nine full team signed baseballs. Let me know. Um, now for the next one the nineteen fifty nine Wait wait
4: wait 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 wait
6: wait I got questions. If the if it was a full team ball, what is it worth? And when I say full team it has Ryan it has Ryan, uh Seaver, um, you know, basically the starting nine. What what is what is that compared to this the ball that he has here?
7: Um, Seaver and Ryan on is Hodges on it? Yes. This is on it. I think Sorry? I have one in my own collection. I, I I think I have one. I have one in my collection that's authenticated. Has a light Hodges. Those are virtually impossible to find. Uh, with Hodges, I I haven't seen one up for sale in a long time, or even auction. I would have to guess them at least three to five grand, if not more. Sure. Um, okay. So
6: three to five grand. With it's really important, even though it's because it's not a full ball, but it does have. I mean, it's a nice Met collector ball, right? If you're into
7: the Mets and you oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But I I just sold one to a good client of mine that had a Seaver and Ryan on the sweet spot. It had 29 autographs on it. It Had a lot of the key deceased. I mean, you're also missing Tug McGraw, who was yep. uh That that's that's a real big one, and I got a lot of money for it. Um, and you know what? It was just a mid ball and it was on a Giles ball. You also. I mean, this looks like it's probably a, a Bobby Brown ball. I can't. Okay. I don't see the. I don't, it lo, I, I don't see the, uh, the stamping on it. For the folks of you at home that can't see it, I mean, it's got. It's got. It's a white ball. And it, yeah, it's it a nice like ball. You do, you, it's clean.
6: The, the, all the signatures are clean. You can read most of them. I, I think it's a nice ball, but again, it's missing the, the kind of the key guys. But it's still a pretty good ball. All right, our next one is from Jake. One, Flynn. Second, Jake one can... second.
7: Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. One second, Jeff. Sorry to interrupt interrupting. Uh, most of the signatures on this ball look like he was used by a, a blue, Bic extra fine point pen, except for the Jim Gosker, who was in a Jim Gosker was in a felt pen. So that one will probably figure. Looks like it's a a thin Sharpie or a or a Stadler. Okay, next. I'm sorry. Right. go ahead.
6: No problem. Next one. Jake Flynn sent in a team ball from 1959. His grandfather was friendly with Frank Prosetti, Cors- and I, what, what, what did Frank do for the Yankees? Was he a well player?
7: He was a player and a coach. He had a legendary career, one of the longest standing coaches ever. in the That's what the I thought. Yankees. I thought
6: he was a coach. I thought he was a coach with him yeah. as well. So he got it his, He got it as a family gift at uh, the ball. He did some research. He, he thinks the mantle is a clubhouse signature. Um, but, you know, we he, the, the signatures are all pretty clean, don't you think, Les? I mean, Elston Howard, Don Larson, Whitey
7: Ford. I think the- – I think the Ford might also be clubhouse as I'm, you know, as I'm looking at it again. Um, it, the, one of the drawbacks, and I, it's actually pretty interesting. Most of the '50s balls that I've come across over the years, they're non-official balls. They're on Yankee Yankee team balls. So the Yankees must have had team balls that they were that people were able to get. It's got a gorgeous Elston Howard on Duke Moss, Phil McDougal, Elston Howard, uh, Don Larson, Ryan Duran. Unfortunately, I think the Whitey Ford is also clubhouse. Um, Tony Kubek, I see, guy.
6: and Ralph Terry.
7: Yeah, Johnny Blanchard, Hank Bauer, Hector Lopez, Andy Carey. Unfortunately, uh, there's uh, Jim Coates, and it looks like a signature between Coates and Kubek faded off. Uh, then you have Noreen Seabird, Art Ditmar and Ralph Terry. Um, then Bob Turley, Gary Blaylock, Bobby Richardson, Eno Slaughter, Cletus Boyer. And the the, the right on top of the Yankee uh, Yankee printed in on the ball, the man, yep. the mantle. I, unfortunately, I only saw part of it. I don't think he sent the clear picture of it. Let me look again. I only see I part see of it that. under the underneath the Andy Carry. So he's pretty confident at his clubhouse. These kind of balls, you know, without um, without the key, without a key, autograph like mantle is really hard to sell. I have had one up on eBay for a while, and I think I just took basically what I could get for it because they don't go for a few. They only go for a few hundred dollars, and also you have to remember you have to pay Jimmy Spence to authenticate it, and to anybody to want to even buy it. So I would say three, four hundred dollars would be the top that you'll probably get for it. Had it had, a, had it have a, had a nice mantle and a nice Ford, then you're probably talking five hundred to a thousand, maybe more.
6: So is is mail signature about five hundred dollars? Is that a good number for a mail signature on a ball?
7: Well, remember nowadays that people are big on getting stuff graded. The autograph's graded. So on a single sign ball, the, there's a big variance between a PSA ten to just a you know just a, a scribble on a ball. So you want to get the clearest signature on a on a t, on a single sign ball. And I've, I've got a few left that are 10, and I'm asking five thousand dollars for them because they're just not okay. out there. I know another. I know another dealer that deals a lot in baseballs. He submitted over two hundred and fifty different Mantle single sign balls, and he got maybe two that were tens. He told me. I said, "Really?" So uh, they're pretty hard. So you want it. remember, folks, when you're collecting, have an opportunity to get someone's autograph. You want to have a nice new. pen. If you're doing a sign, going to a signing, you want to have a new pen for them to use. Preferably, you can bring your own pen that you prefer on your ball, but you want to get the the boldest signature. You're paying good money to get them to sign something. You want to have that perfect signature on that ball or photo, because a lot has to do with the, the grading of that autograph to determine the value of it.
6: And it's and, I'm, and it's it seems like it's more valuable if it's a single signed ball as opposed to a team ball. I think the team ball. Seems to not be as valuable as a single sign ball. You know, if you have a Mickey Man or a Willie Mays or Ted Williams single sign ball, it's almost as, worth as much or more than a team sign ball, no?
7: Good question, Jeff. For people out there, which would you rather have? Daniel and A Roger Maris single sign balls or a Yankee team ball? That is the question.
6: Right, I, it goes it goes counterintuitive to me because I like the team signed balls, but I seem again it seems like the team signed balls are um, even cheaper than the single signed balls. I, it just seems that way. I don't know.
7: I've got a a doctor collector of mine for years that that's been collecting Hall of Famers and realizing that to find cut autographs on some of these tough guys, you know, like Johannes Wagner or John McGraw. It, it actually is cheaper to get them on team balls. Yeah. Unless, the team win, it, unless it's a championship team. If a championship team wins and you have, uh, you know, like I said, the 61 Yankee ball, those are much more popular than single sign. But it all depends on the condition of the autograph. We go back to that. So the question of the week for everybody to get back to Jeff would be, what would you prefer to have? Single sign Mantle. With an average order, i say six seven. With a Maris six seven, or a seven eight sixty one Yankee team ball.
6: I would want the team ball or less, honestly, but that's just me. But it doesn't seem like that's the direction the hobby is going. I'm, I'm the same you, way you, as you. Yeah, you as a dealer and you you as an expert, what what is your thoughts on it?
7: You got to remember. First, first and foremost, everybody out there, I am a collector that couldn't afford you know, couldn't afford his addiction anymore. I had to become a dealer in order to keep on staying in his business. But I, I, I always liked team balls. Uh, as I started collecting, I was always getting team balls signed. You know, I never thought of getting single signed balls. Had I have been getting single signed balls early on, I would have had an amazing collection of single signed balls. So I didn't. I didn't think it was. cool. I thought. it was, you know, back then it's a, a baseball in the sixties and seventies like three bucks, which was a lot of money when car, when when trains and buses were, it was only like fifty cents, a quarter, fifty cents to travel around New York in the two fare zone. So three dollars was a lot of money back then. So most of the time, uh, you know, if you got it, you wouldn't get a ball sign, you get a photo sign because it's much cheaper. Well,
6: cool. all right, our last our last item. It's a a poster. It's framed. It is from the. It is from 1987. It's, and I wasn't familiar with this game. I guess it was a game between the 62 Los Angeles, Los Angeles Dodgers and 62 San Francisco Giants in uh, Phoenix uh, on February 8, 1987. And this is a um, poster signed by a lot of the guys that played in the game. Um, just looking, there's a bunch of guys. Orlando Cepeda is one of the, the big ones, but there's also uh gaylord perry leo DeRocher, ron fairly johnny padres mike mccormick felipe alou um it's a nice piece right uh, the 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 autographs are mostly gold but uh some of the ones that were signed on on the white or slander spader on fairly are signed in black um but and most of them are signed in gold uh kind of a nice looking piece don't you think Les?
7: it's different it's definitely different uh obviously this was um commemorative poster because i don't think this is this is done in 87 so 25 87, years right. later so it's 25 years later had this been an actual poster from from 62 you'd really have something this is just a commemorative just uh done by the phoenix memorial hospital foundation it's probably the company that or this l i can't see it, l polo something and light beer yeah, probably, right. they probably right. or some type they, of
6: restaurant.
7: Yeah. I would say the Phoenix Memorial Hospital Foundation benefit made these up and probably had them sign. And they probably they had the guys sign it and they donated the money to uh to the hospital, which is really nice. Great great uh any charities out there that need help raising money, let me know. I'm always looking to help charities out to raise money for good causes. Um how many autographs do we have on here? Two, five, about twenty.
6: 15. Maybe twenty, yeah. I mean, Wally um, L- got... Moon, Wally L- Moon, Larry Doby. I'm just looking at some of the names that I can read. Um, I, I'm,
7: I, I think DeRossi, Marshall. You got, I don't see Marshall on here. I
6: don't see yeah, Harry ha, Harvey Kuhn, Kuhn. Um have, Harvey
7: Keen, Harvey Keen was a good one. Max in the, the Clown Prince of Baseball, is on here. Yeah, I think um, I don't. This is a this is a tough one to to really try to you know to estimate the value because you got to find someone that that's either a Dodger collector or a Giant collector and really wants these. I'm probably going to be a little low on this. I would say probably three to five hundred dollars would be what I what I would hope to get out of it. Uh, the framing would you know would be a little additional money that you'd have to spend because it's a big piece. It's it's a nice piece. It, it displays nicely. But you, you're missing a lot of key signatures. You don't have Mays on it. You don't have Drysdale. You don't have Koufax on it. Uh, uh, you're miss you know, missing the, the real the stud Hall of Famers. You know, some of the greats of the, the best of the best. You have Cepeda, who is was, who was terrific. And you have uh, Leo DeRocha. Um, I don't see where the, uh, the uh, – Doby if Doby's on. I, I don't remember Dobie being on either of those teams. You have to point yeah, that he said out.
6: He Perry. I don't. I don't. I don't see Gaylord Perry, but I'm, he must be there I somewhere. I don't see.
7: I don't. I don't see him either. I see in his, in his note. He did say Gaylord Perry, but I don't.
6: Well, we're well. looking. We're looking at a at two or three pictures. I just it's hard to see. But so I was going to when I, I was going to say between two hundred and two fifty in, in my mind. Um... But, you know, if yeah, you, I mean, you get to 300 he, to $400, is still a nice take for – I mean, he found this at Goodwill. So, hey, really, yeah. really, it's a win, right?
7: It's a win-win, yeah. Definitely a win-win. Um, you, you know, I don't think Maze is doing any more signings, but, you know, or well, Koufax, if you added a name like that, it's going to cost you a lot to get that autograph, but it's going to it's going to definitely enhance the value. So, you probably pay, like, $50 for the so For the $50, you know – Put it on the wall if you're a giant or or a Dodger fan and enjoy it.
6: I agree. It's 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 a nice piece. Congratulations! Uh, that's it's a good find. Well, guys, that wraps up our um, Les appraisal uh, estimates uh, opinions for June. If you do have anything that you'd like to Les to do, give an opinion on, we will do another one uh, next month in July. You can send it to me at tpmcast.com. At yahoo. com, that's ttmcast at yahoo. com. Just send me send me a picture and a little description, and uh, we'll do another appraisal in July. All right, Les?
7: Sure. Don't estimate a value. We're just gonna you know we're gonna yep. we're gonna discuss it and t- tell you what we think about it. And if there's any any further questions on anything, please send them off to Jeff. Uh, and don't forget, I, I want to hear from the I want to hear from everybody out there. Which would you rather have, single sign Mantle, single sign Maris? Or a '61 Yankee team ball, because you've, you've already heard my opinion and Jeff's. I'm a, I love Mantle, I love Maris, but a '61 team ball is like, that to me was the ultimate team in sports, For at least ultimate Yankee team, second only to the '27 Yankee team. And you could also compare it to some of the '90s Yankee teams with Jeter. But to me, that those are history-making teams. Those were just amazing. So I want, I want to hear, I want to hear what everybody has to say on that.
6: Very cool. Thank you, Les. I appreciate it. Uh, we will talk uh, next week. All right. We've got yeah. the, the National. I think we are about, uh, I don't know, 40-something days away from the National. we we'll get getting prepared for that. Um, and also, to guys, remember, we have Father's Day coming up. I know it's Father's Day weekend, but there's all sorts of birthdays and stuff coming up. If you're looking for a cool gift for your father or your friend. Make sure you check out Les at com. He has all sorts of cool Les autographs and Les, Les
7: Wolf. Les, Les wolf, wolf Sports LLC. Sports, LLC. Don't forget, wolf don't forget, Sports, don't, don't hide the fact that I'm a wolf. Uh, <laughs> anybody out there, every, don't forget, everybody the gift. Whether it's a birthday, anniversary, a wedding, I'm happy to help them. And you, the, go check out my Google reviews. I've got some amazing reviews on people, the stuff I've gotten people. <clears throat> that they, you they love the items. There was a woman that um, a friend of mine. She wanted a present for. She's a huge Met collect, Met fan, and I got her. Uh, a hook pitched the first victory in '62. It was on a was on a commemorative Met ball from Shea Stadium, and he wrote out first win with the score and everything on there. There's a video up on uh, Google of the woman, she just, she, it just blew her away, just watching her reaction and the people. Because remember, this isn't just the average gift that you're giving people. This is something that's memorable. It makes them think back when they were a kid or one of the happy times in their life. And that don't forget, as a collector, memorable moments of memorabilia is what keeps us going in life. Yeah, and Les has
6: Muhammad Ali, he has... Uh... Mickey Mantle, he has uh, Hollywood, a lot of guys, people from Hollywood and music as well. So make sure you check him out. It's com. Make sure you check that out, all right? All right, bud, I will talk to you next week, all right?
7: Sounds like a plan, my friend. You stay well. And and everybody out there, let's go Yankees.
6: <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you later. It'll be good. Bye.
1: Guys, getting the value of your trading cards has never been easier, thanks to the free Collects app. And now you can buy and sell cards with other collectors. With a million collectors on the app, you can find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar, and trade up to get your Grail card. Or if you're just looking to manage your collection, try Collects Pro, where you can export your collection, print checklists, and much more. Download collect C O L L X for free on the App Store or Google Play. Drew, I have to say, um Les's Les's appearances are getting better and better. And this is another good one. Uh yeah. Les gets an A plus. He he uh had a great time at the Boxing Hall of Fame. And we really had fun doing the appraisal. So uh just remember the appraisal is just an opinion, right? It's not an official mm-hmm. appraisal, it's not a real uh appraisal solid appraiser just kind of give you an idea of what an item's worth just keep that in mind and I just want to thank Les for his time and and, uh, his expertise he's really uh, added a lot to the show don't you think Drew
2: absolutely I love having him on there I mean he's always got he has an opinion on everything it seems like so it's always just good to you know hear from him and anytime you get the expertise added on with that just such a great bonus
1: all right well that wraps up our time with Les Wolf. next up is
0: making the grave. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG Cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low grading fees. Go to CSGCards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to CSGCards.com.
1: Making the grades, the summary of the grading community. A lot of stuff going on. We have some grading numbers to report. We do indeed, June
2: 5th through the 11th. Uh, mentioned last week, you know, there was the holiday weekend. So, seen uh, some some tiny increases here in the uh, grading companies this week. Uh, PSA, a 28% increase uh, up to uh, 237,900 cards they graded this past week. CGC, a 56% increase, 16,700 cards out of them. We saw uh, SGC see a 131% increase, 21,100 cards they graded. And Beckett, bouncing back strong. They only had about 7,000 cards they graded last week. This week, 21,000. That is a 300% increase.
1: Very cool. Nice. We love to see the increase in grading. Of course, we get all our numbers from GemRate.com, right? So thank you for that. Um, Next up is the
0: Big Three. This week's Big Three is brought to you by GemRate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at gemrate.com.
1: The big three is exclusive uh statistics from our friends at Gemrate. And um what we do is we look at the the three rises and the three fallers from the previous week. That means the guys that have increases from the previous week week. And uh we have three three uh big risers this week all over 100 connor bernard is up chad holgram is up and pablo uh Benchero is up so uh, a bunch of rookies on in there right drew that's the
2: yeah kind of uh i'm not too surprised to see bernard coming up there since i mean we've got the uh, nhl draft coming up here and you know somebody's going to want to have that first psa 10 to get sold after the blackhawks draft him so not too surprised to see him topping that list
1: Yep. And his uh, Connor Bernard's 2023 Upper Decks moments, number one card was up 130%. That uh, contributed to his rises. But we also have some followers as well, right, Drew?
2: Yeah, all these guys uh, dropping at least 30%. Uh, Josh Giddy from the NBA world, he is down a significant amount. Connor McDavid taking a big 30% drop. And uh, Spencer Torkelson in baseball, a 30% plus drop on him as well. So not sure what's really driven. That may just be, you know, a kind of a little blip on the radar there with everybody else going up, but yeah, those, uh, kind of a big drop among those guys.
1: Or I have Torkelson on my fantasy team and has he's been a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, thought, I, I, th- I think
2: was- that, I think the Tigers have rushed him a bit too much. I don't think they should have brought him up last year and yeah, it's, uh, hopefully he's able to get it straightened out though.
1: Well, I want to, I want to thank our friends at Rate for um, providing the exclusive statistics and, uh, We love having them aboard. And that wraps up the big three. Yes. Okay, no, I think we're all set with with, uh, making the grade. Next up is the TTM Cast Stamp of Approval.
0: I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast Stamp of Approval.
1: Drew, what is Stamp of Approval? Stamp of Approval is stuff that we love, right, Drew? It's stuff that we're into. It could be food. It could be TV shows. It could be just about anything. So I'm going to let you go first because yours is kind of cool.
2: All right, yeah. So uh, this week, just out of out of nowhere, we discovered that uh, Southwest Airlines was having an anniversary sale, and uh, so my wife and I talked about we want to try to go up to uh, Colorado because uh, she's never been to Denver at all before, despite being a gigantic Colorado Avalanche fan. And there's also a concert that she wanted to see at the end of October. So we're like, all right, well, let's see if we can swing something with that. And so she checks out the prices on it and round trip dallas to uh, denver on southwest was knocked down to only 120 dollars so like um yeah i think we can go ahead and do this now so uh, she and i and our friend aubrey are going to be going up to colorado for a uh, almost a full week i think it's gonna be like you know three four days or so that we are gonna be up there just shaking her head i may be off a little bit on there two days <laughs> it's, it's more than two days we're flying in late Tuesday and we're flying out on, on Friday afternoon. So whatever that all right, is. Good. Whatever. So you'll be able to record the that.
1: podcast. That's all I'm worried about.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'll be back. I'll be back Saturday then. So, but yeah, so we're going to fly up, uh, go to that concert, hopefully see a Colorado Colorado avalanche game and just see all the other stuff that there is to see around Denver. It's uh, the, the concerts at Red Rocks. So that's going to be kind of cool to see there. So uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Make a, have a trip there with, uh, with them. And so my, uh, my uh, TTM cast stamp approval for the week, Southwest Airlines.
1: It's nice when Southwest gets a, a, a nod because they get yes. beat up a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand why. I mean, I've I've had fewer problems flying on Southwest than I have on any other airlines. I mean, you'll never hear me say a positive word about Delta for the rest of my life. But Southwest, I have never had anything but good experiences with Southwest, with American. Don't think I've flown United recently at all. But yeah, it's uh, those, Southwest has always been really great for me.
1: That's how we are with JetBlue. I don't know why yeah. we have we have great luck with JetBlue. So, yep. well, you know what? Mine is, is a little airline related as well. It's a TV <laughs> show. It's nice. called Manifest. It used to be on NBC for three or four years, and um, it got canceled. But there was a big uh, groundswell from all the Manifest fans, and Netflix picked it up. So they they nice. added a final season, and it's on. It came out I don't know a couple weeks ago the the whole season is now available on netflix and we just started watching it i think we we've got i don't know eight or ten of them that we've watched uh it's a really fun show it's it's um i don't know it's kind of it's sci- science fiction right these guys i don't know if cool. you, you're familiar with it the, the this flight um was going from the bahamas to, to new york city and it got lost and then uh Five years after it it landed back in New York City, and it was kind of well, what happened to the plane? But everyone came <laughs> back, and it's kind of it's really it's it's kind of sci-fi ish, and mm-hmm. it's really it's a really it's a good show. So cool. I am giving my ctm cast dtm cat dtm cast stamp approval. I'll get it out to manifest on Netflix. It's the final season. Enjoy it. You can go back and watch the old old ones, and then catch up if you haven't watched it. It's a good. It's a it's a good good series. And it's the final season. So they get to they get to close everything out. So my TTM Cast Stamp approval goes to manifest. Nice. All right, Drew, that wraps up TTM Cast Stamp Approval. Next up is the Vern Rap Minute. Rappman is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away uh, to prior to me sending out a TTM request, and we let people know who passed away in the world of sports and celebrity and, and, and politics, uh, somebody that you might be sending a TTM request out to uh, who, who passed away this week, so you're not embarrassed by sending out uh, a TTM request. It happens every once in a while, right, True. Yep, yep. Well, this week we lost Don Hood. Don Hood was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, Yankees, Indians, Cardinals, and Royals from 73 to 83. Left-handed uh, pitcher. He, he had a pretty good career. He was a great team hammer. Don Hood was 73 years old.
2: Uh, we also lost uh, Homer Jones this week, former wide receiver with, with a couple NFL teams. Played from 1964 to 1970 as a member of the Giants and the Browns. Played the 1967 Pro Bowl as well, so at least a pretty solid season right there. And uh, Jeff and I were talking before we went on the air here that in 1965, Homer Jones invented the spike, the uh, the best known NFL touchdown celebration. He's the one who invented that one for the first time. He was 82 years old,
1: very cool. And, and you and I were talking what happened was that in 65 the nfl um instituted a fine if you threw the ball into the stands and homer jones said well i'm gonna get around that (laughs) yep (laughs) and and spiked the ball and that that led to all the spikes and uh you know end zone celebrations and all that and that all happened from homer jones pretty cool yeah drew we lost danny young danny young pitched four games to the chicago cubs in 2000 he was only 51 years old danny jones former Cobb was 51 years
2: old uh let's see here we lost this week uh, harvey glance he was a uh, gold medalist in the 1976 montreal olympics he was part of the united states four by 100 meter relay team harvey was 66 years old
1: and lastly, we lost Jim Turner. Jim Turner was a kicker. He picked kicked for the New York Jets in the Super Bowl three, right? He yep. he actually made um, the, the, it was, it was a tie record. He made the shortest kick in Super Bowl history. It was an eight yard kick.
2: Nice. For a
1: field goal. And uh, if you remember, the goal posts were up, moved up front. Yep. When, when he kicked it. So It was really, it it wasn't an easy Mm -hmm. kick because he was right on top of the goalpost, but Mm -hmm. he did, he did make that. Uh, He also kicked for the Denver Broncos. He had 403 field goals in his career, 521 extra points. Jim Turner was a great, uh, do you have Jim Turner on a card? I do.
2: Yes. I got him about maybe three or four years ago. I want to say.
1: Yeah. I think I got him twice. Uh, I got him on a Broncos card and a Jets card. Uh, Jim Turner was 82 years old. Well, Drew, that wraps up the, the Vern wrap Minute. Uh, we are sorry for your loss. Something goes out uh, to friends and family. Um, next up, Drew, we'll talk a little TTM Returns. Yeah.
0: Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns.
1: So finally, Drew, after like three weeks of nothing, right, I've had like two, <laughs> two or three every day, I finally got some returns, uh, and I sent out a bunch as well. Why don't you do yours first, because yours are all hockey, and I, yeah. I love hearing your hockey returns.
2: Cool. Yeah. So I was uh, getting a little concerned, because as of like, I think it was Wednesday there, whenever it was we uh, recorded the uh, Wednesday show, whether it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, I hadn't received anything in the mail yet. And I'm like, okay, this is bizarre. But fortunately, they started rolling in the last couple of days. On Wednesday, got in former goalie Pete Peters, who, of course, played for the Capitals and the Flyers at the very least. Maybe a couple other teams in there. Was a a one- Bruin? Yes, there we go. So, yeah, played for a couple of several NHL teams in there, but needed him for the 88-89 set, and so got him on that and a couple of other cards. That took about maybe a two-and-a-half-week turnaround. It was a pretty quick one up to Canada there. Uh, Thursday, I got one in that you'll see on my video this week. This one fooled me because of the uh, initials on it and the uh, Canadian stamp. I thought it was somebody else in the initials RS and said, no, it was Ray Scapanello. Scapanello was a linesman for seemingly forever in the NHL. He was well on from somewhat point in the seventies or so all the way up to the early two thousands or so as a linesman. And he had a carpal cards, well, he had a card in the, uh, 1990, 91 pro set set when they did all the referees and linesmen and everything on cards. And so that is technically a hall of famers rookie card right there. So I mailed off Yay. two of those and got those back after about a five month wait and then on Friday, pulled in two guys from, uh, well, two former Bruins actually on their Bruins cards in the 88-89 set. Got Reed Larson on uh, his card and Steve Casper on his card and about, I think, two or three others I sent in there as well. So, knocked out uh, three set needs right there and another Hall of Fame rookie card. So, uh, yeah, pretty decent week on the hockey front there.
1: Very cool. Very cool. How you got anything You, you going out this week?
2: Um, as soon as my stamps arrive here, I'm getting i ordered up some Korean stamps wow. because I want to mail off to Julio Franco. So we're going to okay. send off to him as soon as those stamps arrive, which uh, based on this, it says they should be in sometime early next week, hopefully. And once I get those, we will mail that off. Keep my fingers crossed and hopefully I'll we'll have an 88 Donruss Diamond Kings Julio Franco to add to the uh, to that set
1: very cool well, i i've had i had a busy week um a lot of i, I got a bunch of returns so uh let's go. i got a couple of uh, baseball hall of famers i got Carlton fisk back and i got Andre dawson back which is very very cool they were they were both less than 10 days really really quick turnaround so i was very nice. happy about that i also got steve garvey who should be on the hall of fame i got um three cards back from him i got ron gidry ron gidry signed one card and did not sign the second card um that one took a couple months but I got it his the 87 Tops card back from Ron Guidry. so very happy about that. I got a and um, basketball like a 1974 Tops card of uh, Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett is a, a Utah Jazz guard and he played for a bunch of teams I believe. He played he played for he played for the M- NBA and ABA. He played for he played for a few teams. He was uh he played college basketball at Oregon. And he played uh, uh, for a bunch of teams in the NBA and ABA. He was a guard. He he signed a 74 tops card. That took a couple months. And then I got uh, Harlan uh, Monahan, who was a right winger for the Capitals, on his 77 tops card. I got got that back. So that was pretty good. And then I sent out, I think I sent out probably um, 30 cards this week. And then I've got another 10 baseball that i'm that is basically ready to go that will go out next week so i've been i've been trying to get a lot out in the mail you know because yep. I, I, w- I went about two or three weeks where i didn't send anything out and then you know what happens you don't send anything out you don't get anything back
2: <laughs> exactly yep yep
1: <laughs> so pretty cool so hopefully i'll have some more baseball hall of famers come in i sent um a bunch of 1973 uh, tops football cards out earlier in the week so nice. um hopefully uh, i got those and then i got a bunch of baseball that i'm going to send out um this week beginning probably monday so uh, really uh back into the ttm and you know yeah
2: exactly that's uh it's been kind of tough for me because i mean when i first i you know i really hit all the ttms hard in 2020 because i couldn't do any in-person stuff at all and now it's like the last two years all right, i've been able to hit all the in-person stuff and now the ttms have kind of been suffering a little bit because of that
1: yeah, it's, you know, it's, you got to get motivated sometimes. And I, oh, I want to yep. thank uh, Drew, got me um, Fergie Jenkins rookie card. Oh, yeah. I sent it out to him and I got that in the mail yesterday from Drew. So very cool to get uh, Fergie Jenkins on his rookie card. Um, I've had that card forever and it was nice to add to the collection. So thank you, Drew. Yes, yeah, no problem. All right, guys, that wraps up returns for the week. And uh, hopefully, the next couple of weeks, we'll have a, Drew and I will both have a lot of returns to report. So we are having fun with TTM and hopefully you guys are as well. All right, Drew, you want to put a bow on this thing? And we'll wrap it up. I think so. Yes.
6: And this is how it ends. All right.
1: Wrapping the show up, guys. First, I want to thank Steve Wynn from The Baseball Project, sending out, sending in the uh, the two new singles. I hopefully you enjoyed the new singles. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, hearing from Steve Wynn, The Baseball Project, which is a super group. Check out their all their CDs. This is their fourth CD coming out in June. I want to thank Steve for joining us. If you want to win a uh, baseball project CD, it's called the Grand a brand new one. All I have to do is send me your name, your mailing address, put in baseball project in the subject line and email it to. TTMcast at yahoo.com. And we will pick a winner next week. I want to thank Les Wolf for doing appraisals this week and reporting back from the base, the uh, boxing hall of fame. Thank you, Les. I want to thank Rick Dempsey who was on our TTMcast 101 this week. Our Wednesday show, make sure you, you check that out. Really fun show this week with Rick. We had about an hour and a half interview with Rick talking baseball. Make sure you mm-hmm. check that out if you haven't. Next Wednesday, we have Andy Broom from CSG. CSG has a huge announcement coming, guys, and we're going to talk to Andy about that. So um, it's top secret, top secret, guys. But we're going to talk to Andy on Wednesday about the brand, the new announcement from uh, CSG. So that will be coming. Also on next Saturday, we will have Ray Schulte from the national and Les Wolf will be on as well. Drew, anything else before I let you go? No, I think we got it pretty well
2: covered and going to go out and hopefully do some in-person graphing today down in Cleburne.
1: All right, guys, get your TTMs out, get the autographs, go get, go do some in-person graphing, have fun, get, buy some stuff on, on eBay, visit your local card store, right? And also wish everyone a happy father's day. Guys, We'll wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you on Wednesday. Be good.